Alrighty. Okay. Welcome to episode four of the podcast, guys. I've got Kate Lowe here. Is that the right way to say your last name, Kate? Okay, good. Um, so I've got Kate here. So Kate is a psychic medium, life coach, and teacher, which is amazing. Yeah. I'm really happy to have you on the podcast. Um, I've actually found Kate because I had um, a reading done with her a couple of weeks ago. Um, your business is called Spiritual Business, isn't it? That's your yeah psychic. Um, you do psychic readings and offer mentoring through there as well, don't you? Spiritual mentoring. Amazing. Um, and I have so many questions. I was writing on my email um, some notes to Kate about what I wanted to chat about, but um, yeah, I just can't wait to get started. It's almost like overwhelming amount of questions I had. I was like, I've got to like narrow this down so I'm not everywhere. But yeah, thanks yeah. for being here. Yeah, it was my pleasure. I'm so excited to be here and um, and chat to you. So it's some more. Yeah. Well, I mean, let's get kind of into it. So um, like I said, I had a reading with you a couple of weeks ago now, which was amazing. Um, and I might loop back to that at the end and like ex- explain how my experience was with you because it was actually quite unique. And um, I'd love to share that with people. But um, when I first got into my reading with you, you started, I guess, to channel the information from your spirit guides. Um, yes. And that's really unique. I've never had that um, kind of that the information come through like that. So um, have you, how did you get into, you know, in touch with your spirituality? Is it just from birth or give me the background? Yeah. So I have always been able to do this. And it actually took me until my 20s, my late 20s, to realise that everybody also wasn't doing this. Um, So I just thought everybody got information and that it just dropped into them and that they all acted on it. And then I would be, I would say to my friends, well, you know, didn't that just happen to you? And they'd be like, no. So it, it really took well into my spiritual journey and, and in many ways I started my spiritual journey in my 20s um, yeah. from probably about 18 to 20 um, and yeah I didn't realize that I'd always been able to do that but I had from even from a small child my grandparents died when I was very young I was about two and a half yeah. and I remember at about six and seven years of age communicating with my grandpa, but thinking he was in my cat. So I would talk to my cat, but know that I was talking to my grandfather. Oh my God. How so, cool. <laughs> so I had so I, I had other experiences. I had um when I was 17, I was away with a friend at Eildon Weir in Victoria. And just as we were packing to go home, I heard had this voice in my head that said, sit in the back seat. And I'm very tall, so I always had sat in the front seat of her um, grandfather's car because it had more leg room. But they were like, sit in the back seat, there'll be an accident. And halfway home through the Black Spur, through this mountain range, I I was like, you're, I must be okay now. And at that point I looked in the rear vision mirror and I saw that my friend's grandfather had closed his eyes and so I screamed and he um, he woke up, but we were already over the mountain. But because I was in the back, I didn't, I didn't injure my legs. But had I been in the front because of my height, I actually would have gone through the windscreen. So oh, my whole, like, left side just got complete chills. That's insane. That's insane. So I had, 
as a child, I'd had lots of experiences like that, but I assumed that everybody had those experiences. So I really, what I had to do is almost what people do in reverse when they have a spiritual awakening is I had to learn that firstly that was happening to me, but also to differentiate what was landing in my head through guidance and what was um, me, Kate. Yeah, wow. The information sort of blurred. And and before I became a teacher, I was a brand strategist and yeah. I would get creative ideas, but they would just formulate like the entire idea. Um, so I wouldn't have to work through the stages. And I, again, assumed everyone had, if you were creative, that's how I thought the ideas landed for everybody. Yeah, um, yeah. So, wow, that's so unique. That would have been, I can imagine, quite frustrating because you're like, come on, guys, like, don't you get it? And they're like, no, we're not having downloads like you. Like, we're a couple steps behind. <laughs> yeah, and I'd say, didn't you, didn't you see it that way or didn't? didn't you also think this? And then, no, no. So, yeah, it really did take me a while to realise, oh, okay, I'm psychic and these are, this is what a download sounds like. This other voice in your head is not you. Um, it is um, a spirit guide because people often think you hear spirit guides in their voice and you don't always, you hear it in your voice. Yeah, wow, that's so interesting and I guess it's, it's interesting because I wonder how many people, um, I guess we never really learn how to, you know, listen to our intuition and stuff like that. And I wonder how many people get completely miss what's happening intuitively in their mind and they just take it all as it's just them thinking, you know. Yeah, but absolutely. It's very interesting. So did you always hear, like, your spirit guides or did you see, you know, angels or did you – was it always just the, the spirit guides that you would kind of have to come to learn to differentiate? Yeah. Um, I've, I, I, it hasn't always just been spirit guides. I have, I did have um, my grandfather appear to me when I first moved. I moved into what was going to be their holiday home, but mm -hmm. I never got to use it. They died before that happened, and mm -hmm. he appeared to me. And then um, in my late twenties, I had a little girl who spent three years with me. Her name was Amelia. Mm -hmm. And she came to me in a dream mm -hmm. um, and she followed me around for three years. But I was initially terrified of her. Yeah. She had tried during the dream to enter my body because she didn't like what I was dreaming. Um, so they, people call it walk-in, but she wasn't a walk-in as in she wasn't trying to take over my body. She was literally like a seven- or eight-year-old child and she accidentally stepped into me. Um, That's so interesting. So, um, so yeah, so she stayed for a long time. And I, I did try, I spent a long time trying to get rid of her. Yeah. Um, and seeing different people to try and, release myself of her um, mm -hmm. our relationship but um in the end I actually had a Reiki session with a friend and I channeled the same message she a vision she could see while she was doing Reiki on me and mm -hmm. um we had been sisters in a previous life and she had drowned and I was her elder sister and I put my hand out to try and save her it was on a river on our property 
and that she had wanted to come back to me in this life as my child. Wow. That story touches on so, so many things that I, that I then want to ask you about. But I, and I want to touch on actually a personal experience that links into that. But I might do that at the end because, like I said, I'm going to jump around everywhere because I'm, well, I'm like a puppy dog. Um, <laughs> but, um, so I do, I want to talk to you following on from that about the Acacia records because I do wonder, is that something that was just like you knew about, you know, the Acacia records or is that something that then you was like further learning for you once you realized that you were getting all these messages? Yeah. I have only recently um, started using the Akashic Records because I don't need them to access the information. So some people use them as a tool to access psychic information or information about past lives and that sort of thing, but Mm -hmm. um, I don't need it. So I have only recently, probably in the last five years, and I do it more, um, I, I do it more for myself rather than for other people. Yeah. Um, And really only because I find it more labour-intensive to go through the Akashic Records than to just um, sit with my guides. Yeah, okay. So it is a good way, and I know for your reading, the business reading, it's similar to the Akashic Records um, in the way that it's laid out. And it is a really good way, a step-by-step way for people to learn, to get in touch with, their intuition, mm-hmm. um, yeah, for me it is something that has kind of been unnecessary in many ways. Yeah, like a resource you didn't really need to. Yes, yes. That's it. And it's a bit like um, meditation. I do meditate before my readings yeah. um, only to really hone in on that person's energy and to give them the best reading. But I can easily, I can channel as well without it. Yeah, yeah. Wow, that's very powerful. I mean, for people who don't know what the Akashic Records is, how would you explain it? So what it is is um, it's literally a library um, of books and each person has their own book and it tells the story of that soul's journey. Mm-hmm. So it's, it does cover past lives and past life experiences and this, this present life and into the future. Other readers say that the book just focuses on this particular current life. So mm-hmm. it is kind of open for interpretation. And um, it is literally you can turn to that page and, and that point in time and you get the highlights of that particular age and stage where that person's at. So... Um, and, and often you're guided around the Akashic Records by um, one of the archangels, so Archangel um, Michael or Gabriel. Or wow, that is fascinating. That yes. is fascinating. Do you believe that where I heard one time that we're assigned an archangel before um, birth and then they help bring us into this world and then there's another um, archangel that helps us, you know, transition into the next life? Is that something that resonates with you or...? Absolutely, but I do, I have been in contact with several of them. Yeah. Um, I tend to see them more as messengers for that particular moment. I do believe that absolutely there is a spiritual team almost that welcomes you um, into um, onto the earth and that usually includes archangels and spirit guides and guardian angels which are often ancestors and, and loved ones. 
Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I do see it more as a team because often when I read people, there, there might be, you know, an archangel there, but there's often other members of family or that sort of thing around them as well. And each bring something unique from the spiritual realm. Right. So it's like a collaborative effort where yes. you're alone. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. And even when you um, when you practice and learn to do readings, you can ask all um, anyone that's in the spiritual realm or your guides there to step forward. So you might get half a dozen that are gathered around you and then three or four might step forward to, to work with you. So it can change a bit. Yeah. And your guide is very much with you, guiding you in that moment in time. So the guide that you have in your 20s may not be the guide you have in your 40s or 60s. Okay, okay. And is there a way that you can get in touch with your spirit guides? Is there like, like how do you, I want to meet <laughs> you know, um, look, there's a few ways. If you enjoy meditation mm -hmm. and you're able to do that, mm -hmm. by all means, I, I, um, there's some great uh, binarial beats that you can get on YouTube that really help get into um, that energy. But yeah. I actually like a, a process called automatic writing. And wow. it's really good for people that don't that can't meditate in, in that sense. Yeah. And um, you can ask yourself a question or you can just begin writing a statement and then uh, what, you, what you need to do is not concentrate on the word. You concentrate on leaving your, your brain sort of light and, and you continue to write. And often, in, and you can start with, as I said, a question about who is my spirit guide and you, you can just either keep writing that and it, at some point, and it may take practice over a few weeks, you'll notice, um, and particularly when you become really trained at it, your handwriting shifts and changes. And I write in capital letters, but when I do channel um, automatic writing, I write in script and yeah. it's very different. And that's usually when you're then channeling information. And you will get then who is your guide or who is your archangel I'm going to do that tonight. Yeah. I'm going to do that. That's really amazing. That's beautiful. I think it's interesting that you touched on meditation because I've always found meditation really difficult to do. Like, my God, have I tried. But I also, I, you know, I think a lot of spiritual people say, you know, look, everyone has, everyone's intuitive. Everyone has this power within them. You know, you just need to get in touch with it. You need to meditate and, you know, quiet your mind to it. But I don't know. I wonder, is like meditation for everyone? Like it's like, is that the only way to, it's like you said, it's not the only way to get in touch with the intuition. Yeah. Look, I don't, I don't subscribe to that belief because I don't mm -hmm. think everyone can meditate. I am not great at meditation. Um, yeah. Any, I, you know, 10 minutes max and I'm, and, and I'm better with guided meditations. But for me, I include, um, Walking, I like to walk barefoot if possible on mm -hmm. the sand, and I don't listen to music or, or podcasts or anything. I try and have one walk a day where it's just nature. Mm -hmm. And you can you can channel information then. You can ask your guides to come forward and give me a sign if you're if you're here. You know, send a white bird or send a a, a feather or. Um, yeah. So it's not 
a one size fits all. And mm -hmm. everyone is has the ability to be intuitive. Yeah. But if you lack a trust in yourself, yeah. you're not going to easily be able to slip into, into your intuition because you will second guess yourself. Mm -hmm. So yeah. intuition really comes from a place of self-trust. Yeah, well, that's very interesting. I do feel like um, overall people have become a lot more uh, intuitive. Like I just noticed overall like society is a bit more attuned to you know, numerology, angel numbers, astrology, like I think, I don't know, I wonder, do you think as a whole society's kind of, oh, was that your bell? Yeah, uh, it's just, um, it was my phone, sorry, going through my computer. Go get it. I hate when the delivery man comes and then they just um, take you up to the post office. <laughs> um, what was I saying? Um, about the society becoming more spiritual. Yeah, society as a whole, do you think, do you know, like, do you think that society as a whole is, like, up-leveling into a different kind of spiritual vibration? Do you think we all vibrationally lift together? Or is there some people that they just don't lift and they just kind of stay, they stay behind? I know that's like, it sounds like an odd question, but I, I do remember there was a time where people were talking about shifting from, like, the 3D to the 4D, from the yeah. 4D. 5G and I'm like this just sounds so interesting and I'm not sure what they mean like what do you mean you get left behind <laughs> well yeah, look I think um there's several parts to that yes society is shifting in that awakening sense and um and there's certain things like the pandemic and the war between Russia and Ukraine and, and global financial pressures that are going to force people to awaken to themselves in, in a different aspect. Everyone um, is awakening at a different time, but there is a spiritual community or an awakened community that is leading the charge. But that's not to say that people that you have to be psychic or a kinesiologist or a Reiki master you know, people that are living biodynamically on the earth and living off grid are also awakening to um, the new earth. Yeah. And um, with regards to shifting into the 5D, the 3D is what we live in now. Mm -hmm. And we will always go between the 3D and the 5D, but the 5D is a place where we are able to see and communicate from love. So when you are a person who um, who doesn't judge and is able to navigate life with a more open and kind and loving heart, you are more in the 5D in that moment. But the reality is we're human beings and we are going to work and going to the supermarket and tending the family. So that's the, that's the 3D. And the 4D is quite... I liken it, and other people will have different opinions, but the 4D to me is is the progression between the two, but it's kind of also where the conspiracy theories lie, where people question um, certain things, but there's a lot of, um, it, it can be high vibrational, but it, it can also be really low vibrational as well. To me, that's kind of, um, you know, th there are a lot of psychics on Instagram and YouTube and TikTok that do, cons that's all they work in is conspiracy theories. And it breeds a lot of fear. Yes. And that's not 5D. Yes. 
Yes, yes. Okay, that, that's very interesting. I think, you know, in the, during the pandemic, it did seem very, like, cataclysmic almost. It was like everything it felt like was just falling into itself. It was, like, very doom and gloom. And then there was a lot of, you know, really not even accurate information, like you said, like conspiracies and things like that out there. Yeah. And I don't know, like either people were interpreting what was happening as this is like the beginning of the end. And then there was another group of people who were saying, no, this is the beginning of, you know, something completely new yeah. going into the 5D and all of that. Yes. And that's what I would like to believe, you know. I feel like as a species we've evolved through so many, you know, so many, so many things. And, you know, I I don't know what the journey is of, like, the human species, but I would like to think that we're, a, we're evolving and things aren't, like, crashing into themselves, you know. Yeah. Look, it's um, the pandemic exactly what was exactly as you described. There was people that could see beyond the fear and beyond the stories and see that through that experience we could learn something. Yeah. Where there were other people that just totally bought into the fear. And and that's not a vaccine versus anti, anti-vaccine statement either. That was that there was stories that were, um, that, you know, there was wisdom we could learn about ourselves and there were fear-based stories. And that is going to continue next year. Like we are going to have a few difficult years to come yeah we can either choose to buy into the fear or we can choose to drop into our own heart space and trust ourselves first and foremost mm-hmm. and trust that there is a way forward yeah so, um and and the reason we're challenged like that as a as a human race is that is the only way enlightenment comes if if everything's easy and, if, and we're all just sitting around on millions of dollars getting fat and driving luxury cars, we don't learn anything. Yes. As, as a species, you know, we've had things happening to us, including like global warming and, you know, famines and droughts, and, and we've continued to ignore the lessons. So, um, Yeah, definitely. No, 100%. And I think it's really important to kind of, remember that because like you said we are humans but you know there is also that spiritual element but at the end of the day we are living a human a human experience having a human life and you need that balance between you know being human and spirituality and I do feel like that's something that I struggle with and I guess some other people may may struggle with that also but I guess that's where those meditation practices it practices and like going for walks getting in touch with nature is I guess important because it's like an equilibrium like sometimes the scales shift and you just feel I feel every time I'm like doom and gloom and I'm like I don't it's just I'm like way too much in the human experience and I'm like okay I need to like need a light for a second yes yeah Yeah. and and for me it's things like I don't watch the news Mm. And I don't watch the news because it's not really news. It's fear-based information. And I don't read newspapers. And Mm -hmm. I do have a spiritual practice, as you said, every day. You know, I wake up, I meditate, I pull my cards, I go for a walk, um, you know, and that keeps me grounded. And that 
is what we all need. To, like we we have the power and the wisdom within us. Yeah. And we have to remember that. But, you know, society has shifted into thinking our, our security is outside of us, but it's not. Our security yes. is within us. Yeah, I, I think I've noticed that as well, shifting to thinking that, you know, we need external materialistic things in order to feel grounded. And I do also feel like there's been a bit of a shift and I've seen a lot of, you know, especially on social media because that's where I get most of my information, if you'd want to call it that. Um, they are, there's this, there's this like ideal that life should just be 100%, you know, good all the time. Like I've got my goals, I'm working on, you know, my success, I'm working on this. And I get it, it's all good. Like that's really important that everybody's like happy in their life. But I think it's a really big void when you don't talk about things that are real. Like it's real life to be having struggles. It's like way more interesting to hear that, you know, someone has gone through something and they've come out the other end good because of it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Mm. And that's the thing is we all have the ability to find a, a way forward. Mm -hmm. yes. Um, yes. And it, it won't be how it was in the past. It will mm. have changed us and it may have changed the circumstances around us. But mm -hmm. there is a pathway forward and you can choose happiness. Yes. I love that. That's yeah. very powerful. I like that. Um, I did want to ask you about um, our past lives. Yeah. So how significant are they? Like does it really matter? Like it's like we're here now. So yeah. does it matter? Can we draw wisdom from our past lives? Um you know, how can we accurately know really what happened in our past lives? Yes. Um, it is, it's interesting. There are some people that come into their life, um, this life, and they don't necessarily need to revisit their past life in order to heal their karma. They can just choose a different path. But if you find yourself even in this time, lifetime stuck in a loop where things seem to be repeating themselves over and over again. Like you might have, you know, failed relationships or two failed businesses under your belt or something mm -hmm. like that. Then it becomes an interesting journey to reflect on your past life. Mm -hmm. And you can bring past life things in to this life um, right. in order to be, um, in order to resolve them. And even, uh, recently, I have I started to get hives during the the, um, the bushfire, bushfires a few years back, the Black Saturday bushfires, and I started yeah. getting instead of normal hay fever, I got hives on my face. Right, and I started researching, and then I was just guided to go into my past life, and it is connected. And I went to a, another medium recently just to see whether she got the same information I got. Yeah. And it is connected to my past life as a witch and bringing all of that into this life. And because this life I've chosen to return to my roots, to, you know, to bring in my spirituality, whereas I haven't in the in-between lives. Right. So it's come to this surface. So now I'm in the process of healing that that's, that's come through. But it can be, it can be something like that. Um, 
It can even be mother-daughter relationships where mother and daughter have friction and that's been from a past life. So it can be very powerful to go back and just heal what um, what's there. And usually you, for me, the way I can tell that it's a past life issue, as I said, is that it's sort of, it's, it's a repeating cycle and that nothing physically you're doing on this earth seems to be shifting it. That's really interesting because do you think, um, you know, you mentioned it was hives for you, but do you think in terms of other maybe like chronic or acute illnesses um, it could have to do with past lives or, you know, maybe maybe not? Um, past <laughs> lives will definitely come into it. Emotional wounds from this life, emotional issues and, and carrying emotions in your body from yes. this life. And it may also be that you carry those same emotional wounds in a previous life and you haven't been able to heal them. So um, so it's good to look, um, even with my clients, when we do that sort of spiritual healing, if they can't resolve it after three sessions, we might go and look into a past life. Often I'm guided if it's a past life thing. Um, That's really interesting. Yeah. I'd actually love to do that. I feel like I have been dealing with, like, something health-wise for um for ages now and I feel like I've literally tried everything so that would be really interesting yeah. if we could we could do that long time yeah so that that's great another um thing that comes through often about past lives is when someone says I've always wanted to live in New York and I just don't know why that's literally me I'm like I always have wanted to live in LA and everyone's like why the place is like a wreck and yeah. I'm like no but I need to go there <laughs> Yeah, well, you see, that could easily be a past life thing where you really enjoyed that life and, and you felt home and you actually need to go back there for a particular reason. Yeah, so interesting. Yeah. So, so interesting. There's so many layers. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I guess on that note, um, you know, about healing, you know, I guess the emotional trauma, emotional wounds and looking at our past lives, looking at healing all of these things, is there any advice you have on, um, you know, when when we are, signs of when we are dealing with, you know, old emotional wounds and is there any psychic, um, you know, spiritual practices that you would recommend that we can incorporate into our spiritual practice daily to just kind of keep a clean slate, keep it flowing internally? Um, I think real, being in touch with nature and often, you know, a channel that sitting with your feet on the your bare feet on the grass. You know, really having um, bringing the vibration from the earth and the frequency from the earth up through you. Journaling is really powerful, and I know everyone's like, "Oh, I don't want to write a diary," but yeah, but journaling so that you really pour out what's stuck within you is is really um, powerful, and it really does shift things up. But mostly being compassionate to yourself as well and not not um, berating yourself and not shaming yourself because you're feeling those feelings or because you're withdrawing a bit or remaining stuck in your life. Like we all have these moments where we have to take a step back and really honouring yourself and nurturing yourself in those moments rather than, yes, yeah, scolding yourself because you're not keeping up with your friends or achieving more. Yeah, that's a big one. And I, that's so, it's so difficult because it's almost like a lot of these thoughts are like unconscious. Like you, 
unless I guess like you say it's a practice you need to just you know breathe journal so you can get in touch with those emotions otherwise you kind of have this tape rolling all the time and then you're like oh you know why do I why do I feel this way but I guess there's so many things that go on unchecked you know just day to day if you don't you know come into yourself and yes and And I think because we don't stay present in ourselves for very long we Mm -hmm. tend to um, we mightn't feel great in the morning but we've got to get up and go to work and work you know move through our day and then come home and we might have engagements that night or something like that so there's not a lot of space for checking in with how we're feeling and creating that space even in the morning and and you know getting up I get up at five to do it just so that I can get a jump on my kids and and you know create some time before I move into my day and really just carving out even if it's only 15 minutes a day to check in with yourself And, and another beautiful ritual at the end of the day is having a bath or a shower and lighting a candle and just having it be a really sacred moment rather than another hurried moment of you know yeah yeah yeah. just checking everything off the list yeah yeah no definitely um that's really good advice I love that that's great I um want to touch on I guess my personal experience with my reading with you because I did find it really unique in that I have had other readings done before but I feel like when I had my reading with you everything was very tangible like you would you're you're highly highly spiritual but it was like at the end of it, you're like, okay, well, let's bring this back down to earth now. And like, this is like a, a couple of things that you can do to like get moving on this. Yeah. And I think every other time that I've had a reading, they'll be like, you're going to get married. You're going to do this. You're gonna, and I'm like, cool. I'm like, but right now, like, I need a bit of guidance. Like, what do I actually do? And I think you have a really unique balance of being in um you know the physical space of things like you know you've worked in business you've um done so so many so many amazing things but yeah you're also very spiritual so you were able to kind of give me a message and then also be like okay um this is how we this is how we move forward now so i think since the the reading that i had with you i was my energy has shifted since then whereas previously with other readings it's been like I feel good for a couple hours and then I'm like oh no like (laughs) oh no you know I have to get back to just doing what I don't like doing kind of thing um so yeah I think anybody who's looking into potentially having a reading I think they should check out your Instagram and see the way you speak on your reels and I think um a lot of people really resonate with you because it was great and I loved it um now what else did I want to chat to you about oh I wanted to ask you I had this really strange experience a couple of years ago and I do believe that um obviously we're energy everybody's energy but I do wonder like how much power does someone else's energy have over you does that make sense it's like how much can someone else's energy impact me because I had a really strange experience. I was lying in my bed um, one night. I was going through a really, really difficult period um, in my life. And I literally felt like I was being um, held down and, like, suffocated. Like, I was, it was a really kind of dark time, people that I'm no longer, you know, associate with. But, yeah, and I just remember I literally couldn't get out, out of bed and it felt like I had to almost, like, pull my 
head up from the bed to get myself up. And it felt like to me, I was talking to my mom about it and I was like, I think I was like psychically attacked or something like that. Yeah. Is that, can you make sense of that? It's exactly how it can be. Yeah. Um, people can have dark energies attached to them, but also their dark energy can attach to you. Mm -hmm. And we are, we, as you said, we are energy and we are vibrations. And if you are a light and open vibration, you are a magnet for a dark and heavy vibration. And, mm -hmm. and you can have them attached to you without realising. And I know I can feel them when I suddenly I become really cranky for no particular reason. So I have to, and it might have been I've done three days of readings and I haven't had a meditation and cleansed myself. So then I know that that's the time to go and to cleanse. So that situation that you were speaking of is most definitely associated with the dark time that you were having. Mm -hmm. And perhaps, and I'm seeing now that there was one girl who was particularly significant in that situation. Yes. And it was her energy that was weighing you down in that moment. So, yeah. <laughs> mind blown. <laughs> Actually, mind blown. Yeah, I remember it and it was just, it was so scary. And I remember, you know, I don't really go to church. My grandparents are very um, religious. I'm, I would say I'm quite a spiritual person. There are elements of, you know, my religion that do resonate with me, but I, I just remember like doing my cross and I was like, something like help me. <laughs> like I was like, this is just, it was insane. It was so um, odd. And I think um, I definitely resonate with that in that I feel sometimes so heavy in the eyes or like I can't keep my head up properly. And it's almost like I know that's an energy thing and I need to go home and like be in my own space and just, just ask for help and ask for clearance of that because yes. I would literally be at work sometimes and I just like I feel like oh my god I can't I can't go on with the day and it, it happens so suddenly yes and it can be just from an interaction I just wanted to show you I bought a sound bell yeah for exactly that reason because you can clap them away oh and, and just because it's just breaking up the energy. But I use this at the end of all my readings and I just sound it three times. And if I've had a particular diff particularly difficult one, I just cleanse my aura like that with the bell. Oh, my goodness. I, it's, I yeah. it's, it's amazing and it really does shift and just break that negative energy and then you can just call in the white light. Okay, that's good to know. It's good to know that it's just energy and you can just, it's just energy, you know, like you just, it's just energy, like get it away, clap it away. I, I think that's great because, um, yeah, I always feel like I need a call for outside help when it comes to clearing my energy. I'm always like, I don't know how to do this by myself, like someone else help me. But well, you can just, just ask someone to come with you but say, I want to cleanse my energy and then ask, you know, um, you can ask for Archangel Gabriel, they're saying. So just say, uh, Archangel Gabriel, can you come forward and help cleanse my energy? That's amazing. That's really, really helpful. That's great. Thank you for that. Um, now, what else do I want to ask you? I feel like we've covered a lot. Um, <laughs> I, can I just say one thing, sorry, Marissa, about so you were saying about the reading, Yeah, my reading to other readings. I, that's 
if you do go across to my Instagram and you would have seen it, that's why I say too that I'm not a fortune teller because there are beautiful readings but they, they gallop so far ahead and it feels so different from who you are that you yes. can't imagine how you're going to get there. Yes, that's it, that's it, yeah. that's it. And, That's it, yeah. yeah. And and sometimes you might get there, but a lot of times it's you're not you're not guide. There's no steps to getting there. And and my work, my because my guides have worked with me, they are very much. We are here to help to so that I can show you the way. Yes, it, it does come with steps. And that's exactly what it felt like. It was like spirituality on the ground. You were like, this is happening now. Like yes. let's just focus like right now. And that's the the thing. They'll be like, you know, you're going to get married. You're going to have kids. And you're like, I don't care. Like I just, I'm just needing to get out of this, you know, this energy space um, at the moment. Yes. So, um yeah. And I think, you know, I guess your past work in just doing um, it, it brand strategy that you did, wasn't it? Yes, yeah. I don't know. I feel like especially business readings is very unique. I've not seen any um, psychic offer particular particular business readings. Like I have gone to psychics asking them about business and they just go, you're going to be very successful. And I'm like, good. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like that's great. Yeah, I'll just take your word for it. <laughs> In what and how? <laughs> how? So how are we getting there? Just I guess because um, I'm not a very passive um, person. Like I'm always like I, I'm, I'm trusting in the universe, but like, what do I got to do? Like, I'm ready to go, and you know, everyone's always like, you know, just chill, just wait. I'm like, mm -mm, can't do it. <laughs> can't do it yet. <laughs> yeah, that's really funny. Yeah, that's great. Um, what else do I want to ask you? I feel like we've covered a lot. I feel like I've got, I feel like as soon as if I leave you, I'm going to like come up with more, more questions to ask you. Um, um, yeah. Do you do a lot of psychic readings or is it more, I mean, medium readings, like channeling people? They come I do channel mediums and I do channel past loved ones, but mm -hmm. it tends to be, again, for a purpose. Okay. Um, whereas mediums that just do medium readings, their loved one just comes through to reassure them that they're okay. So mine will come through and say, I'm okay, but you really need to know this, 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 and this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't, I don't force ancestors to come through. I just invite them if there is a message that you want to share. Um, mm. So, yeah, I don't just focus on um, mediumship. Yeah. It's, it's, um, a, it's, all, it's all focused on having a purpose. Yeah, that's, and that's the most important thing. Yeah, definitely. Otherwise, you're just kind of like, that's cool. And yeah, that's great. <laughs> We're from here. Exactly. Um, that's really funny. Um, would you like a message for next the next 12 months? What the energy? That would be amazing. That was going to be similar to my next question. I'd love, yeah, a reading on what you see for the collective for the next 12 months. Where are we headed? What's going on? Globally, the energy is still tricky. It's not going to be lighter. I do see the pandemic rearing its head again, mm -hmm. which will surprise people because there's a sense that it's over and I feel like it will come up again and, and 
probably only for a period of about six weeks, but that it is going to be around. And there is going to be tensions between countries still. Um, financially, there is going to be some really tough times for people, but these are the people that have, um, they haven't been true to their hearts. They have really lived outside of themselves and mm -hmm. they have tried to keep up with other people and they don't have the foundations, um, you know, to sort of manage that. But the whole sense of this next year being sort of tricky is to, again, learn to um, come in to how you're feeling because on, a, on an individual level, the energy for next year is blissful and beautiful and it's very much about um, progress in quite big leaps forward rather than incrementally small steps. People will be able to take giant leaps in business or their profession or their personal life but it's, it's very much focused around love and money next year because love and money are mirror energies of each other and the more usually the more energetically you um, positive you are with money, it also welcomes love into your life. So they're very much mirrors of each other. So next year individually that is the focus. So there's a lot of people coming into divine union with their, their soulmate or their divine counterpart. Yeah. Um, it started, the, the wave started this year and it's going to move well into next year because by two people coming together, and these are two people that have done their spiritual work, they're not broken yeah. um, or wounded, two people coming together more powerfully can affect change and, and alter the energy of the world. So there's a lot of that divine union coming in. But next year, whilst it might look like a sort of a, a bit of a hot potato in that in the world in the global scale um individually it can it's going to be quite a blissful year this was sort of the year of lessons and learning and next year is kind of the year of progress and success oh that's amazing that's good because i have felt definitely this year has been a lot of lessons it's been quite tiring you're like okay i feel good again and then you get whoop another lesson and you're like oh like hang on hang on all the lessons are over oh no they're not <laughs> no no not yet and you're like okay ready to go again so yeah i'm very that that sounds beautiful i'm i am really looking forward to next year and um you know all the abundance that it brings and um yeah. Do you see with the um with the pandemic, do you feel like it's gonna be as like a severe kind of situation in the six weeks? Do you reckon there's gonna be like lockdowns and stuff again or who knows? Yeah, you know, look, there's certainly I do feel like it's going to sort of spike up again and it is going to there is gonna be that fear based feeling again of um people I, I see a lot of, well, they're saying caution, caution. So like masks and there's going to be a big push for vaccinations again and there might be a period of lockdown. I don't see the whole six weeks being locked down, but it will be a bit more like people not wanting to go into work, people not wanting to use public transport, that kind of thing. And, and I don't know, I, it, I'm not sure if it's another strain, but it's certainly a spike and it's, it was the sense of what? what we thought the pandemic was done, but it just sort of comes back to remind us that it hasn't completely gone away yet. Okay. All right. Well, that's good. At least you have a forewarning. That's, <laughs> that's great. Um, yeah. Thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciate it. I feel 
like you've just given so much powerful information. I can't wait for everyone to listen to it. Thank you, Marissa. It's been beautiful speaking to you again. So much fun. So, um, yeah, like I said, if anybody is interested in chatting with Kate or having a personal or business reading, definitely get in touch with her via um, Instagram. And you're always sharing really um, beautiful messages through reels and, and posts that are very, like, in. they always hit me. Every time I read them, I'm like, that's so, that's so right. That's so true. <laughs> so, um, yeah, definitely go follow her. And, um, yeah, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, my pleasure, darling. My pleasure. It was lovely to see you again. Thank you for having me.